0: Hey there, God's girls. Welcome to another exciting episode of our show. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about how to know and how to determine what it is you are called to do here on this earth. I have had the pleasure of coaching and mentoring and teaching, uh, not just in, in churches, but in companies. I've coached uh, a lot of people professionals of various ages. And I feel like the number one question that a lot of people ask and contemplate, especially when they're Christians, is they contemplate the question of what is it I'm supposed to do? We all believe that God has a specific intention in mind for us, we believe that when God created us, uh, he had a specific vision in mind for us to accomplish here on the earth. There's a lot of Bible scriptures that talk about that as well. So one specific one that a lot of preachers use is uh, the passage of scripture that talks about the life of Jeremiah. The Bible says that when you were one cell in your mother's womb, I knew who you were. I had already predestined you. Uh, to be a prophet to the nations. And so because of this, many of us as Christians believe that God has a specific plan, a specific purpose for which you are assigned when you come to the world. The challenge with this is that sometimes knowing that stifles people from doing other things. Now let me explain before you judge me. I'm not trying to overthrow your theology here, I am trying to get you to think about um, or to reflect upon how you might be stifling yourself. Now, maybe you are a lot more uh, sophisticated than I was or am. But when I first got switched on to the Lord, and I was a teenager, I was in college. Uh, this was the time in my life when I started to really seek God earnestly and I really, you know, I felt I felt really privileged to have some really great mentors in my life who were teaching me uh, a depth of spirituality that I had never had. Like I said um, in my previous episodes, I grew up in a Christian family. We went to church all the time. We did do a lot of praying, but it was in college that I became connected to a Christian fellowship that began to teach me about a personal relationship with God, about not just praying, but also hearing God speak back to me. So... I was at a place where I was learning to hear the voice of God for the first time. I was learning how to um, read the scriptures and, and meditate on them so that the Spirit of God could teach me what exactly those scriptures meant and how to apply them to my life. I was being grounded in a way that I never had before. As a result of that, you know, I remember my husband reminded me of this. Uh, recently, I remember being so in love with God and so in tune and so spiritual that I told him, you know what, I want God to speak to me about everything, uh, about what to eat, about what to wear, about where to go, and whether where whether or not to cross the street, or whether or not you know, that is how, how dedicated I was to to loving God and to honoring His voice in my life, and to making sure that everything that I did was directed or is directed by God. And that, I believe, is a great desire. I believe that it is the, the perfect will of God for us to rely on the Lord. The Bible says Uh, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So of course, we must rely on God. However, I began to go to a certain extreme and I've seen this unfortunate extreme being repeated in the lives of other believers that I know, that sometimes we become so dependent on hearing a word from God before we take one step that we stifle our progress professionally, spiritually, um, socially. It's why a lot of us as Christians have strained relationships with people and employers, because we want to be led and hear, you know, two angels and a trumpet sound before we do anything. And that's what I want to address in today's podcast. I remember that season of my life as if it were yesterday there were so many opportunities that i could have had to gain some work experience or to uh, gain some you know ex- extend my network or or make new connections or or gain some leisure or meet new people but if i didn't hear a word, if I didn't feel strongly that God was speaking to me, I didn't want to do anything. Now, I'm older, a bit more mature in my understanding, but I come across people, really great believing women all the time, who have great ideas and great uh skills, uh have such favor and such such a gift, who are consistently trapped in the I am waiting on God mentality. And those are the sisters that I want to deliver today. So God's girls, if you are in a season where you feel as though you are waiting on God to direct you and to order your steps this word is for you if you are in a season where you've had a great idea and you believe that there's an idea that god has placed on your heart and in your spirit to do but you don't feel as if this is the time for it or the season for it i hear you because i do believe that there is an appointed time for everything But I want to challenge you to explore with me the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. This is a beautiful scripture and it's not new to me, but I read this a few months ago with some new understanding. You know, as, as a God's girl, you can be so full of the word, so full of the anointing and be so caught up in the spirituality of things that sometimes you can lose a practical sense of direction for your life. And many of us are often expecting to have a word, a prophetic word from a man or woman of God to buttress whatever we sense in our spirits God is asking us to do. Sometimes we're expecting that our prayer times will be filled with the chilly goosebumps of the Holy Spirit. And that's how we know that God is with us. But I believe that this verse is showing us the practicality of Jesus Christ, whom we serve. The Bible says that he didn't hear a trumpet sound. He wasn't led by the Spirit to, uh, or there weren't angels commanding him to do this. The Bible says that he's just simply went around doing good and and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So my challenge to those of you who might be waiting on God is I'm challenging you to just go ahead and do good where you are. You might have a vision that God has assigned you to speak to nations and to influence politics or business or to influence an industry in a fantastic way, and you keep waiting and praying uh for that day to come but in the meantime take instruction from the scripture wherever you are do good who can you help now maybe you have a financial gift who are the people that you can help now right where you were are the people in your house the people in your community the people at your church how can you start honing the gift that God has given you for those of you who you believe God is calling you to be a great speaker, who are you speaking to now? How about the local school, the young boys and girls who are looking for guidance on their career paths? Talk to them that you may be so anointed and so gifted and the big picture God has put on your inside is for an appointed time down the line, but you have opportunity now to go around and do some good. So my challenge to you is to meditate on this scripture, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And what did he do when he got that anointing? He just went about doing good. There are certain instances of scripture where the Bible says that Jesus was led by his spirit, by the spirit of God to a certain place or he knew certainly he needed to to go through a certain town. But in between the specific words and the specific leadings, he just went about doing good. And I believe that's a word for somebody today. If you are God's girl who is contemplating what to do and and praying for that great day to come where the gift of God in you will be recognized, I believe the Spirit of God is challenging you to just get off your behind and just start doing some good where you are. It doesn't matter if it's a small platform. It doesn't matter if no one knows your name yet. It doesn't matter if no one even recognizes you. I believe that we are called as Christians to imitate Christ. And this verse is telling us that Upon all his anointing, with all of the depth of grace that was upon our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He had no specific strategy. He just went around doing good and using the gift of healing that was on his life to heal all who were being oppressed around him. And he did that because he knew that God was with him. So, God's girl, know that God is with you and the anointing that he's placed on your life. You're supposed to be using. Go around the community where you are and do some good. Start with whatever small platform is accessible to you. And I believe that as you are diligent with the little opportunities, the Spirit of God will lead you to bigger and better. And before you know it, you will walk into the fulfillment of the purpose that He had intended for you all along. Because truth be told, some of us use the I'm waiting on God or I'm praying about it as an excuse to do nothing. Sometimes we mask our fear as, oh, I'm just waiting on God to give me a leading. And I know because I used to do the exact same thing. I have this great idea. I have this thing that I know I need to do. But sometimes... Fear would get in the way of my ability to progress. Sometimes fear masks itself as self-doubt or a sense of over-spiritualization. So don't fall into the trap of over-spiritualizing your progress. I believe that through this scripture, God wants you to just start using the gift and the talent that he's placed in you and go around and start doing some good. God's girl, God is with you, so use that gift for good.